Brian's and possibly not Brian's. This is all the Brian's where a Brian interviews Brian's. And this episode is brought to you by Me Undies, run by Brian Lilzarian. Me Undies, because underpants are better with a Brian in them. So this episode's Brian is a good friend of mine, making this episode a little bit different. But he has a super interesting job designing for Jibo, the personal robot for the home, uh, which sounds like this. Hey, I'm Jibo. I don't think we've met. I'd offer to shake your hand, but, well, I have no hands, and high fives hurt my face. <laughs> Alright, uh, let's get into it. Hey, this is Brian Skuse. I'm lead visual designer. Um, I do UI and UX for a personal robotics company in Boston called Jibo. Okay, hello Brian. Thanks for uh, coming on the show and enlightening the community of Brian's with your knowledge. But uh, we go way back to, to Minneapolis, knowing each other for about eight or nine years. Uh, we'll get into some of that, but first, you know, we got to get what you're up to. So, like, most people don't know what the hell Jibo is. So, Jibo is, is like, um, it, it, it's similar to like an Alexa or, um, or a Google Home, but the difference is that it's it's actually a uh, it's a robot. Um, it's about the height of a blender, and um, it has um, different what we call modals. So it has movement. Um, it has like a visual language on its screen. It can uh, actually have like uh, because of its um, artificial intelligence, it can have a bit of a conversation with you, and also has a facial recognition, so it's sort of a multi-experience uh, platform, so uh, you get a bunch yeah. of stuff in there, yeah. Yeah, so like I saw it was like, on, made it on the cover of Time Magazine as one of the best inventions of 2017, you know, on their website I saw that like some of the most respected minds in social robotics and artificial intelligence, including like MIT professors and pioneers are working on it. So, you know, I have to ask, like, working with some of these people, are you not worried that you're making uh, Skynet robots and that a Terminator will come back from the future and blow up the Jibo office? Uh, I, I've been worried about Cyberdyne for a long time, but this robot is just a cute little guy that um, what it's really supposed to turn into is like a personal assistant for your uh, okay. for your home. Okay, so it's a cute robot, not going to be a Terminator Quaid-style robot. Yeah. I should also, side note, I should mention that when Brian and I worked together... Uh, in New York, we had an old Mac monitor at this office that we turned into the T2 terminal, yeah. which played Terminator 2 on loop all day and every day. <laughs> yeah. So these are matters but most important to us, but yes, like Hazy described, yeah. they're more similar to Brian the Brain Toy from the late 90s, <laughs> you know, which is, it's kind of a shameless uh, ripoff of this Brian the Brain Toy, and also proof that Brian's are always ahead of the curve, you know, even Brian robots. Introducing the world's first digital roommate. Yo! Meet Brian the Brain. He's robotic, chaotic, and totally neurotic. Wrong time, no smell. What's your password? Chess. And he's way smart. The Milky Way contains more than 200 Brian plays songs. games and is loaded with features. You want to make a phone call? Brian actually gets to know you. Don't forget soccer at 4.30. He's one rockin' bot. You want to listen to some tunes? You want the supercomputer with attitude? Gotta love the brain. Batteries not included. <laughs> Do they have a bunch of these at the office that you guys play around with all day, or like that, like welcome you everywhere? Yeah, so I get, I've got one of these on my desk, so it, it when oh, I, shit, that's cool. when I sit down at my desk, it, you know, you know, wishes me a good morning, and um, <laughs> you know, kind of acknowledges my presence, which is kind of cool, and um, so and also that's what I do all my testing on and stuff like that. So I saw on the website that it tells jokes and stuff like that. You know, it's like, yeah, is it, is it? Better jokes than Siri, or is it uh, not quite as good as well, Siri? Well, actually, uh, I'm kind of biased because I actually write some of the jokes for... Uh, oh, really? Yeah, they're like these uh, <laughs> awesome. these dad jokes that um, 
I've got a few. So lots of puns, I'm guessing, yeah. A pun, pun-based jokes, and um, just like a joke, a joke your dad would tell after like three beers, and um, yeah, <laughs> they're, they're kind of funny, but yeah, really G-rated, uh, yeah. Okay, so how many like G- like Jibo robots are there just like scattered throughout the office? Are there so many now that they're do they just like interact with each other? Is there too many scattered throughout the office, or do they kind of like? Make sure that there's not too many of them on any given like a uh, floor. In the office we're in, there's maybe like 80 people. Yeah. And there's probably like 60 of these robots, kind of like maneuvering and and, and peering around. And because they're meant for like they're they're meant to be just by themselves in a home. Yeah. Not with other Jibo robots. Yeah. So do they pick up on each other? Well, like do they interact? Yeah. So like sometimes if like if you're near a cluster of Jibos. And you're trying to talk to one, and, and the act way you activate is you say, hey, Jibo. Yeah. Um, you say, hey, Jibo to one, but then, like, ten around it will kind of pick up and look in your direction, which sounds terrifying, but it's actually, like, it's, it's like, uh, kind of, the, the, the thing is, like, so small and cute, it's, it's, it's just kind of, like, uh, amusing. Yeah. Yeah. So why does it cost $900? Like, I mean... It, it's a good question. I think uh, there's a lot of, like, complicated uh, mechanics that go into, like, the movement and the uh, AI and the facial recognition. It's a, it's a, it's a complicated little machine. I it, mean, it's I, interesting that this costs that much compared to, like, an Alexa or whatever, where most people are going to be like, oh, that sounds awesome, but, like, wait, why the jump, you know? With, with uh, you know, with a Google Home and an Alexa, you, 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 you're getting ex- exactly what you're paying for, which is basically a speaker that can uh, retrieve information for you. With this, you're actually, like, um, getting a more of, like, a personal assistant where over time it... It learns your behaviors. It can actually like uh, ass- actually be an ass- assistant to your to your life. So off the bat, out of the box, there's not much of a difference between this and Alexa. It's like a month in where it's really starting to like learn um, events in your life, your preferences, and and it, it becomes like something that um, becomes ingrained in your day to day. It depends, like, what side of the coin you, you look at this on, but it's becoming, like, companion for, like, people who are sick in the hospital or, like, elderly folks. It's not a substitute uh, yeah, yeah, for yeah. humans, but it's it's the applications are, are far beyond just, like, early adopters who want a robot. Yeah, so it's probably, like, way ahead of the uh, these other robots and things like personality and, like, personal traits that that are, like, more subjective than just saying, like, here's some product features that this Alexa bot has or whatever. Um yeah. So like, let's go more into like your your day to day there. Like I, I, I had to know like what you're up to because it's always like it's always hard to tell what you're up to these days. You know. <laughs> yeah. You know you've been an interactive art director. That's when we worked together. You were a visual designer. You were a product designer. You're a digital designer. You've been a UI designer, and now it says you're a robot UI lead, which is I'm guessing it's a robot UI designer. Yeah. Um. So like how how is this specific role different from like these other design roles, and like what does that mean for you like? on a day-to-day level, if you can kind of like just walk us through your day a little bit. So I, I work with, um, so this this robot is comprised of a bunch of different design elements. So there's there's voice design, where it's like the conversational, um, uh, the conversational design. There is uh, the industrial design. And then there's like the interface design, which I do. So I do like the visual design, what you see, and also the user experience design, which is how that design is translated. Um, and I also do that for the, the mobile app as well, which um, accompanies the robot mostly for like configuration. So a lot of my day is like working with um, 
uh, product people um, to push the f uh, functionality of the robot and um, other designers like I mentioned, uh, to to help um, design these functions. Yeah. So, like, where is the screen? Like, I mean, we'll probably at this point have played a clip of its voice, but for people in uh, all the Brian's and podcast land that can't see it, like, you know, how would you describe what it looks like? And where is like the screen? Where is this interface on the actual robot? So essentially, like the the screen is so it has a, a round face. Like it looks kind of like a Pixar lamp. Right? Yeah, yeah. So it has a round face, but the the actual screen where all the the data is is seen is in a, a 720 by 1280 um, uh, screen, which is basically if you take your iPhone 7 or, or Android. Um, and put it on its side. That's basically the, the screen space. So it's basically a, a, a standard uh, mobile phone and landscape for the most part. Yeah. Okay. So like, if you walked us through your day a little bit, just like a typical day in the life of Brian the robot UI designer. Like, you get into this office. You said it's like what, like a hundred something people. Yep. Um, you got to your desk. Uh, this Jibo greets you. Uh, are you are you sitting in just like this open floor plan, or is it just kind of like a lab of some sorts? Like, yeah. what? How is like the team structured? So like? usually, like in in, uh, in for, so for my paint position, us a picture, Brian. Yeah. <laughs> so when I usual days, I I'll come into work and um, I will pretty much immediately have to uh, do a a scrum, which is basically all the engineers uh, on the mobile team that I work with. Um, they get together, they kind of go over. Uh, what they're working on for the day and I get an overview of what they're working on and then it's um, Because like we're trying to put these get these different functions on the on the robot um, I Will then have meetings throughout the day where if we're, we're going to be talking about a certain uh, we call them skills or, or functions um, I'll have to kind of meet with different people throughout the day and then between those meetings. I'm actually designing the interface and working on like the uh, user experience strategy and design for for that as well. So that that's basically it's meetings and designing is basically like meetings and designing. So like in your typical day, what would you say the percentage of each would be? Uh, in, most a most average days, out, yeah. average out, I'd say it's like sixty percent designing, forty percent meetings. Okay, that's a pretty good ratio. It's yeah. pretty it's pretty standard. Yeah. Um, how would you say this, like, as a robot, it's like, you you haven't worked at a robotics, like, core, like, one product or robotics company before, right? Yeah. It's like, how how has this company been different than all the other companies you've worked at? So, I, I've gotten a chance to work on a lot of different, um, different types of software. Yeah. And, uh, they all share, like, the same commonality in that they have a, a screen mm -hmm. that requires an, uh, an interaction to reach an end goal. So, if you kind of look at it like that, you could kind of work on any kind of software. Um, and user experience is basically just uh, tailoring an experience to a specific um, function or utility. So, it's um, I guess it's different that I've, I've never worked on a piece of hardware like this. But um, a screen is a, is a screen in a lot of ways. So. So it's different, but kind of more of the same. It's just, it, it, it's, it's it still is, UI design. It, it, from the outside, it looks very much different, um, but it has its own design system like any other uh, uh, okay, company. Yeah. So um, you just kind of acclimate to that. and it's Oh yeah, one, okay, one last question about it. Like how, how is your team structured there? So it's actually uh, totally different um, mm -hmm. in a lot of ways uh, from, from how we work. So I'm like the lead visual designer, but I work with um, a UX researcher um, two UX researchers, a like an animator, a 3D modeler, 
like a guy who does like writes like scripts for um, how Jibo like uh, responds to people. Yeah. Um, and like a and a, another uh, like voice designer guy or Vui as they they call it. So. Oh, cool. They're like different types of designers I've never worked with before. So. Yeah. No. It sounds like. Sounds like it's amazing. Like some of these weirdly niche like jobs for just like a specifically like voice design and like yeah. artificial intelligence in this way. Yep. And there's um, also a sound designer too that like that like is in charge of like designing all like the bleeps and bloops and, and um, <laughs> just noises that come out of Jibo. So like on a day to day level, are you saying would you normally work like uh, by yourself or are you normally working like back and forth with someone else? I'm pretty much working back and forth with somebody else. Uh, it's it's maybe like Again, it's probably like 50-50, actually. Like, okay. Yeah. Yeah, just because I'm not familiar with this type of environment, so I'm just, yeah, like, yeah, it's, I'm just it's, curious um, like how, how this actually works. <laughs> I'm trying to think of like a, a company that would be kind of like like this, um, where you had like a, something that had this many um, different facets to it, where it was like, uh, had like movement, could talk to you, and had like a visual as well. Mm-hmm. It's not like um, working at like a traditional app. Yeah. app company where you're not you don't really touch the hardware that's either like you know Samsung or Apple or something uh, yeah. with this it's like you're you're kind of involved in all the facets of the design so it's I've I've never worked at a company like this so um, yeah hard, hard what, to like draw a comparison what uh what and like what software are you working primarily in at this company it's uh well for mobile it's like traditional native native software and then for um, uh, actual Jibo itself they've got their own like Proprietary, but you, uh, like, as an interface designer, you're using like this. What, what is the type of software you usually work in? So I I design in a Sketch. In Sketch, okay. Yeah, so Sketch for like any of the interfaces, like I would for mobile or anything like that. And then I use um, uh, Flinto, which is like a, a, a prototyping tool that doesn't require code, uh-huh. but it can show you like all the interactions. And um, Invision, which is pretty like uh, standard for. Okay, I've never heard of any of these, but oh, yeah. well, it's, 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 it's uh, a lot of. Companies. I'm sure there might be some brands out there that are, you know, that you know, curious about this that can look up these uh, software things yeah, and find it, out more. In, Invision is used a lot for um, just showing like um, screen interactions, um, like when you press this button, it takes you to this screen. And, uh, okay. Yeah. 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 Hey, so you, you know. What is your background that like led to this job? Because you know you weren't always a robot UI designer. You know, yeah. originally you're. Where are you from? So I, I grew up in Rochester, New York, and um, went to went to college in upstate New York as well. Um, and, uh, okay, so who is your favorite Rochester-based woodworking artist whose uh, name rhymes with uh, Mendel Bassel? Oh, it definitely <laughs> have to be Wendell Castle, <laughs> which you've described to me as a uh, Rochester uh, a Rochester treasure. Yeah, he really is. He really is. He's a we love that guy. And we yeah, we saw his exhibit in New York. Uh, he's a, him, Foreigner, and Chuck Mangione were are all like uh, or Lou, Lou Graham, as many people. <laughs> Might know him as. He looks like a Where's Waldo for those of you who need like a visual reference of this guy and yeah. makes like crazy woodworking stuff. But yeah, so yeah, you're, yeah, you're from uh, Rochester, upstate New York. Um, yeah. Then you eventually, how did you end up in Minneapolis? Because like uh, that's where we met. So I, uh, when I moved to New York in 2004, I uh, I did all kinds of stuff. I didn't really have a clue what I wanted to do uh, for the most part with my life. Uh, so I was like. Oh man, I worked at a radio station. I worked at a furniture at a place making furniture. I, I, uh, I had like a little T-shirt company. I started um, worked like a cons- 
like a, as a laborer for a construction company. I had like a bunch of different jobs. I did set fabrication. My last job I had, I was a, I was a project manager for a concrete company, and um, which was kind of cool. The, my boss was kind of bonkers, but um, what happened in October of 2008, um, they let go of half the company, and I was part of that swath of people who got let go. And uh, so I was like, I had to kind of retool. And um, I was like, what do you, what do you always been like natural propensity for? And I was like, well, it's not math, that's for sure. <laughs> but I was like, I could always like things that were in my head, I could kind of make it, make it so um, in the in the physical world. So I thought, oh, let's try design. And uh, yeah, one thing led to the next, and I got like a little portfolio, very crappy portfolio. And then I tried to like apply to different jobs, and finally got a got a call back. And um, uh, went in there for an interview, and they were like, "Hey, Brian, we um, this this work is we appreciate your hustle, but this work isn't even good enough to be uh, an intern." <laughs> basically, what they said, and they were like, "You need a you need a portfolio," and I was like thinking to myself, "Oh, um, no problem. I'll just do that this weekend with my <laughs> month of Photoshop skills. I'll just make some like Tide ads and like reapply," and I. I asked the recruiter, I said, well, well, how long does that usually take to put together a portfolio? And she said, uh, well, about two years. And I was like, <laughs> whoa, really? And um, next thing I I was like, there's got to be some kind of like program, pro- programs yeah, yeah. for that. Uh, and that's how you ended up in, uh, in Minneapolis. And, and I remember me and so. you, you had this fun uh, Rochester accent, which stuck out yep. in Minneapolis. Yeah. And uh, yeah, we were there with like a... Sorry, old Brian's out there. We're getting a little personal here, but we, you know, I don't know if you know Tom or Lisa or Jason or, uh, you know, here's here's a hard question. Who is our tallest friend that we have in common? Uh, that would have to be Nick Olish. Nick Olish. Okay. But yeah, so yeah, we met out there in uh, Minneapolis, but that led to some other things. You know, we've done some internships uh, around the world, and like, we actually were in Europe at the same time when I was uh, <laughs> interning in Amsterdam, and you were in Berlin. So yeah, you know we've uh, we both ended up in New York after you know a few different internships and stuff, and yeah. have then gone on to do all these uh, designing uh, different ways. And now you're into like robotics designing, and I even saw when I had to like look up what you're up to these days. I saw you've done voiceover work for uh, you know Nike Boom, Ford Escape. Can you give us a, can you give us a little sample of a little, a little taste? This is an audio medium of your voiceover work. Well, one of the ones one of the ones I remember the most was. Uh I did something for Ford Escape Routes, which yeah. is like a like a, um, a reality show for Ford Escape, the the, the SUV. I did it at an agency called Roken, and um, so bring it back. Let's hear it. Let's hear it. Let's hear it. This week on Ford Escape Routes, the two teams were. Uh, that's that's the only. <laughs> Give us a little more taste. That was that, good. That was that's, good. That's, we we got we got to. Or get or actually, I did something for uh, Unilever Spreads at Deutsch. <laughs> I didn't even know about yeah. this. All right, give us a little taste. With country crock spreads, you're... Uh, that's all I remember. I wish I had, like, more material. Like, Unilever spreads. Quality taste without the... I, I forget You, you the, never know what Brian out there is listening that's in charge of some big voiceover account. They're like, that is the Rochester voice we need to sell. <laughs> They're gonna, yeah. they're gonna, they're gonna look you up. Most, most places I've worked at uh, in advertising have have pulled me aside to do voiceover work for for whatever reason. I mean, I. 
I, I still have this upstate New York accent, even though I haven't like lived there in forever. Uh, <laughs> but um, but, but yeah, yeah, I think just, that, you know that pretty much catches us up to yeah where you're at now yeah. and. Uh, now you're, you're now you're in town in New York for a weekend. I'm like, yeah, let's do let's do the Brian pod for sure. We've been it's been overdue. We've known each other. You're the longest Brian I think I've known continually. So it's we're way overdue for an episode. So like, and I'm excited now. Let's get into the let's get into the Brian questions. All right, starting with the starting one. Do you know why your parents named you Brian? Yeah, my my dad's brother's name is Brian. <laughs> <laughs> All right, yeah. that makes sense. Short, <laughs> short, and actual answer. And he, I'm, I guess, I'm guessing he's fond of his brother, and just, uh, he's the coolest brother. Uh, okay, how and, many brothers? Uh, three brothers. He's got three brothers. Uh, my brother's name is Jeff. I don't know who they named him after, but I guess uh, I was the first kid, so they were like. Uh, well, I mean, where and you Bri- do, do you have Irish ancestry at all? Yeah. So is that did that play into some of this at all or not really? Uh, most of my a lot of my family on my dad's side is from Cork, Ireland, which is like um, southernmost um, one of the southernmost counties in in Ireland. Um, me and my brother went to Ireland just to hang out, yeah. but we met like blood relatives from like 200 years ago. Oh shit. In this tiny town called Bali Dahab, which is like the which is like the southernmost port city in um, Ireland and it was uh, it was fascinating. It was really cool. Okay, yeah, like Did you see when you were out there? Did you see any other uh, Brian uh, influences on the, the the country, the motherland? Uh any any Brian Boru uh, mentions out there? Is that like the because of uh, Brian? He's not the original Brian, but he's the he's the one who popularized Brian. Okay. He's this yeah that the last like high king of Ireland who like defeated the Vikings in some like major battle, and he's sweet. I didn't even know that. Yeah. So he's actually the Brian on the cover of all the Brians. He's the he's the guy in the image. Oh my god! I gotta look this guy up. Yeah. You know he's he's a badass, and there's Sounds actually like a total badass. And in and in Ireland, they're actually been trying to make the movie about Brian Boru for a long time. They've been like trying to like make this movie, a, like bunch of like production like oh, so, stops and starts. So, so Brian carries weight in Ireland. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. He was like uh, Brian is a major Irish export in terms of uh, naming. <laughs> yeah. What what have you named? Have you named anything? Any pets? Uh, yeah, cars. So, yeah, so my my first dog, who's still living, is uh, he's like twelve, and his name is Sherman. And Sherman Probably is Sherman. named after you met Sherman, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and Sherman is named after my grandfather Sherman. Oh, I didn't realize that. Actually. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, maybe not a good name for like a teenager, but like yeah, as a grandfather, Sherman is pretty a uh, pretty amazing name. Yeah. All right, two part question: Dead or alive? If you could choose one other Brian to meet, who would it be? And also, who is your favorite Brian of all time? So dead or ever? So meet and favorite of all time. Oh, to meet? Um, yeah. Dead or alive? <laughs> I'd actually like to meet that Brian from The Irish King. Yeah, yeah, no, that'd be an awesome Brian. That's me. the guy I want to meet. And then my favorite Brian of all time. Oh man, good, good question. I can't think of anybody off the top of my head. You like, know what? I think, I think you might have an answer after I ask you this Brian trivia question. 
Which Brian uh, musician was commissioned by Microsoft to compose and record the three and a half second startup sound for the Windows 95 operating system? Ironically, you compose it on an Apple Macintosh computer. And I can also give you a hint. Oh, it's definitely Brian Eno. Yes, it yeah. is Brian Eno, yeah. father of ambient music. Yeah. I know you're a fan. Oh, yeah. I, is he, he your favorite Brian of all time? Brian Eno is, a, uh, is, a, is an awesome Brian. Potentially your favorite Brian of all time under further uh, he's not, consideration. He, he's, not, he's not my favorite, but I, I, do, I do think his music's <laughs> pretty cool. Um, uh, okay, so God, there's, there's like gotta be um, here. Here's a here's a little cheat sheet with some famous Brian's. Oh yeah, I gotta say I'm pretty impressed with Brian Chesky, who's a f- co-founder of Airbnb. That's okay. He's not definitely he's not my not favorite Brian. Favorite, no, but like uh, oh, you know what, Br- Brian Williams, the news anchor. Even yeah. though he fibbed that story, <laughs> I, I think he's a good news anchor. Okay, that's t- t- tough one, man. I I, I yeah. That's a tough one. The, the Brian, who was the king of Ireland, though, who defeated the Vikings, like, that guy sounds like a guy I'd like to I mean, to I think meet. that's a good answer for a favorite and me, because, like, you probably wouldn't be named Brian without this guy. Neither of us would probably be named Brian I, oh, I'm sure. without I, this guy. I, didn't, like, uh, like, the name Barack go up after, like, Barack Obama was, Oh, like, yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah it's, like, this... It, but, like, even more so, or is, like, this guy, like, just, like... Kept the Vikings from like taking over Ireland. <laughs> yeah, that's so crazy. Um, yeah, yeah, so he, he he's probably a good uh, favorite Brian answer. Um, yeah, when, when was this guy like in power? Like in the twelve hundreds like, or like? Yeah, it was like like ten oh ten eighty or yeah, some shit. Like yeah, back when they like made swords with like <laughs> s- smacking pieces of steel and like a <laughs> over a yeah. All right, so here's an even harder question. If you can, uh, you know, you can think about this. If you had to choose a first name other than Brian, what would it be? Uh, I'll tell you one name I don't want to be. I was joking about this last night. Is uh, no, no offense to this anybody with this name, but Craig. <laughs> I don't want to be a Craig. Like, Craig Skuse? No thanks, man. <laughs> hey, you guys you guys hear about Craig Skuse? Like, uh, uh, yeah. I can't do it, man. All right. Yeah, we'll... we'll I think that you, you've answered it appropriately. Yeah, I, I, um, what I don't want to be is a Craig. I don't yeah, know why. I just the you, name. you're very. Happy, we're all very happy with Brian, but you know what? What you don't want to be is a Craig. Yeah. I think it's a good answer. I don't think it, it doesn't it doesn't mesh well with the last name Skuse. Skuse is kind of a weird last name in general, mm-hmm. and and Craig, like Craig Davidson or something. I don't know. It's like okay, but like. Craig Skuse is a, weird, is a weird name. It doesn't really flow off the tongue a little yeah, bit. It's, you know, it'll really yeah, roll it's, off the tongue, yeah. It's not right. All right, so do you believe there's any uh, shared common characteristics or personality traits that might stem from being a Brian? I think it's... Yeah, like, looking back at all the Brians in your lives, do you feel like there's like a, any sort of commonalities with personality characteristics? Yeah, actually, they've all been like pretty intelligent people, actually. Yeah, <laughs> like I haven't met any like dumbass Brian's. Like they've all been pretty, pretty smart, like like intelligent, focused people. Who, um, yeah, that's pretty much that's pretty much it. Yeah, so, it's always fun for me to ask this question because this is the question that I never know what people are gonna answer. Yeah, I haven't. Everyone I, answers know, that differently, and, in like all over the 
all over the place. I never, uh, <laughs> I, I can't, I can't really recall any like really like, which I think it says like all brands are unique and different in their own way. Yeah, but we're all we're all Brian. Yeah. Overall, would you say being a Brian has been a plus or a minus in your life? Definitely a plus, man. Yeah. Okay. Any memorable instances of your name being misspelled Brain, though? Oh, all the time, man. Any, like, memorable, like, fiascos or not, you know? Well, actually, like, I think misspelling my own name. I, <laughs> you misspelled your own I, name? I, I think, I think, I, I think I've, I've, I think I've sent out an email or two where I've said, uh, best regards, Brain. <laughs> I don't know if I ever misspelled my own name, unless it was, like, autocorrected. Yeah. You really have to be absent-minded to misspell your own name. I mean, you're too much of a visual guy. Yeah. We'll give you a pass. Yeah. Um, I don't work in words a lot. <laughs> all right. Why don't we end with a message uh, for you? What would you? Is there anything you'd like to say to all of the Brians out there? Yeah. You know, you're you're born with a good name. It's a, it's a pretty it's a pretty sweet name, and uh, you know, just do the right thing and just be a, be a cool guy. And, uh, don't change their name. Don't change your name. <laughs> I don't even know why you'd ever want to change for the name Brian. It's kind of a, it's kind of a great name. Pretty solid. I mean, if if you want to be like named Craig or something, I, I can't, I can't help you. 